0: about anyway so <laughs> plenty start on 15 again Welcome back to another Macam in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland League One fixture. 10-game unbeaten streak ended um, on Tuesday night at home to Lincoln, one of the only home games we've lost this season. 3-1 defeat with a certain pantomime villain scoring all three in very controversial happenings, I think it's fair to say Um, John and Michael are going to talk and probably rant about the game as we always do when something like this happens. But first things first, Michael, like I say, the unbeaten streak is over. And it's over in a very annoying fashion.
1: I thought you were going to say disappointing fashion there, but either applicable.
0: I I think there's so many words that could end in, you know, an NG that you could put in there. (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't end in NG, yeah, but That well, definitely fits there. Avoid, I was trying to avoid swearing and John
1: straight <laughs> away. So, um, in which case, shite. So, yeah, it wasn't good, was it? Um, yeah, it was. It was nothing like the recent performances that we saw. And, and and don't get me wrong, everybody has off days. I think we do have to accept that. Everyone always has off days, even performance-wise. As bad as it was, but what I couldn't comprehend is how we went from what we did in the second half at Wickham, where we were very unlucky not to win the game and deserve to win the game for me, to that. I don't quite get how that same team can put in that level of performance. And I know people were saying that the pitch apparently was a problem, but for me, it wasn't a problem when we were beating Sheffield Wednesday 5. It's one of
0: them things as well that people always go back to. Lincoln played on the same pitch.
1: Exactly, exactly. So for me, that squad that played should have easily been good enough to beat Lincoln, but taking that away from them, obviously, I know we'll get into the... We'll get into the game later on. I mean, to be fair to Lincoln, and I didn't think they were that good personally, but you have to give them yeah. respect in the sense they won away at Wigan earlier this season as well. So they're clearly capable of beating good sides. They beat Oxford at the weekend. But from our perspective, it's it's three points lost pretty much.
0: Yeah. And obviously people know we're going to lose games this season, John. You know, with that 10-game unbeaten run, we we're never going to you know carry that on between now and the end of the season and go up as champions with however many points. We we're going to lose games. I don't think people are bothered that we've lost that game it's the manner of which we lost that game
2: Yeah I think it's it's a manner of of sort of everything you know the the whole performance just summed up you know we just we didn't play well we didn't really get going um and you could you could put that down to a lot of things I don't think anyone was was of the required level um obviously I know that the the squad's struggling as well you know we, Michael said you know the the pitch, you know, Lincoln played in it as well, but I don't I don't think it helped. I think it's just another, you know, yeah. a little percentage of of stuff that went go wrong. You know, you you never know what Maguire's gonna turn up. You know, he only turns up against teams he's played against, so he was he was bang up for it. And I thought but he'd made...
0: only scored one goal this season up until. Yeah, Thursday. exactly.
2: And we've and you know, we've just everything that went, you know, even the goal we scored was was terrible. Do you know what I mean? A, a yeah. terrible penalty, and we've only just managed to, you know, if the goalie gets his hands and puts it flat on the ball. You know, like Casper Schmeichel did the other week. Then, then he's got it under control, and we, and we don't score. And then, you know, we've let just just stupid goals. You know, we've been scored for the first one on a free kick. Um, you know, just basic defending. Just we're too, too busy arguing with the referee, and it's mm. still fairly, fairly early on. And you know, everyone just. I don't think there was one player who. It was it was just a horrible horrible night all round. Just nothing went for us. You know, obviously Winchester gets get sent off. I thought he was a little bit unlucky because I think with Maguire just stopping, I think Winchester, because he's running full power, he just bundles into him. It's not, I don't think it's an absolute clear foul. It's just Maguire stops. He's just gone through him. It's it's a little bit unlucky to get to get a straight red. Um, but again, I think Maguire's... it's one of
0: those things, it, it, it's obviously the double jeopardy rule, isn't it? If he tries to play the ball, it's a yellow, but he didn't really try and play the ball at all, did he? And it was a foul.
1: Just to point out no, even, but I don't... even if he did try to play the ball though, the referee is that clueless, he still probably would have sent him off anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then obviously, you know, you you go back to you know, if he's if he's gonna send him off, then how come, you know, Maguire's, you know, the linesman's right there, the fourth official's right there, and they see that tackle, and you know, we've been punished for that many a times. You know, you look at Max Power, those sorts of tackles. We've always been punished and everything from start to finish of the night was just was just horrible. Every single thing and you know you can there was no width and we're we're trying to play diamond like at wide alright like he got in a couple of times but there was you know Lincoln just sat in and we just we kept the ball back and it was just oh it was just for me it was just horrible all round and I got I was fuming inside but I didn't let it sort of come out. I just sort of I just sort of accepted it almost and just right okay that's it let's get that absolute one hundred percent shite out of our system and let's let's go again obviously Johnson got you know, I think unluckily sent off, I think he was just trying to get get the guy off the of Doyle. I thought the yeah. the guy who did actually run off the pitch, the push doll, McGrand was I thought he was an absolute tosser all game, but
1: you know, that's, <laughs> that's you've clearly seen yeah, this up for tonight, haven't today, haven't you?
2: I am, and I'm not I'm not as fuming as I was Tuesday and I'm less fuming than I was yesterday, but it's still it's it's just a whole thing for me, just just awful. You know, when our on our home patch you just as soon as you, you know, I listened to a few other, other podcasts as well, and I was thinking, This is we're slowly just getting there. And as soon as you think for one minute as a Salem fan that you might be onto something, bang, here we are, we are literally back. And it's it's, it's not the end of the world because
1: it is let's hope it's just a bump, but just a whole night for me was just yeah, it was, it was uh, it was awful. It can't turn into another bad run, can it? That's the one thing that's in the back of my mind. Where if we get one defeat, do you have, I mean that like I know we'll get under Saturday, but for me, Saturday's going to be a telling game in the sense of are these players determined enough to avoid another bad streak of form like we had and at the same time you know i mean i know that john was fuming and i'm still very very pissed off at the results and it's probably going to remain there until the game on saturday so you can try and put that game behind you and then move on um so i don't know we'll have to wait and see but like john said nothing went right for us at all absolutely nothing
0: yeah and it's certainly up for debate michael but is that the worst defeat Certainly, this season, possibly since our time in League One, with all things considered. Obviously, Lincoln had four substitutes in the game. They had a barebone eleven. You know, we're in good form, um, playing very well up yeah. until obviously Tuesday. Is that the worst defeat possibly since we've been in League One? It's
1: definitely the worst home one. Um, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think you can find a home game that was worse than that. Oh, all together, yeah. I don't know. We've had some real stinkers. I think Rotherham five one obviously was one of them, but. I think when you look at, if you look at, if you, didn't, if you don't look at the scoreline, if you look at just the defeat, then you could argue it because Portsmouth, Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday, although the score, if you take out the scorelines for a minute, which I know you can't do, I know that sounds stupid, but the results themselves aren't as much of a shock because you can see us going to Rotherham, Portsmouth, Sheffield Wednesday and losing, not by the amount we did, but you could see us losing. There was under no circumstances, no reason why we shouldn't have been winning that game on Tuesday. Um, but again, he just put it down to it was just a horrible night and yeah. I'm hoping like what John said, just get get that out of our system and just hope it gets into everyone else around us, <laughs> get into their system on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. And one thing people said, John, obviously it's one point from the last two games, um, which are the two games that have been played with uh, reduced squad. Obviously, Covid hit quite a few players, you know, Dayaku, Hoffman and um, Bailey White picked up an injury. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of a few others that were missing through COVID. Aidan O'Brien, obviously, doesn't feature too much, but he's always in and around the squad. People are trying to say that, you know, we shouldn't have played these two games and, you know, we could have had six points if we hadn't. But ha- has COVID got anything to do with the defensive mistakes that we made yesterday and some of the mistakes we made against Wickham? You know, the players making them are players that would have played regardless.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can, you can blame that. I think we have to you know applaud the club to to some extent for keeping those games on and to be fair we have got a decent enough squad to to deal with those types of things but like you're saying you know the basic errors um you know I wasn't I wasn't on the um after the Wiccan game podcast but you know Ross Stewart gets applauded it's there but for me he loses his man you know in the last minute against against Wickham and ultimately it's it's cost us I man you look at yesterday we we score okay it's you know we've 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 got a good move and, and won the penalty and then we've managed to, you know we've we've almost ballsed it up but we we managed to score and we're sort of on the front foot with ten men and at home with the crowd you still think you know maybe there's something in this and then, you know for a, a footballer and I'm I'd, I don't want to criticise him too much because he's been you know fairly decent last sort of month but Belinda Gooch to sort of miss that ball there and you know Chris Maguire is not renowned for his pace but you know he sort of runs. What, 100, the best part, yards?
0: Obviously, we'll, we'll get onto the goal, but we'll talk about a little bit about now, but it's, that's two mistakes from Lyndon Gooch in that goal alone. You know, he's, for some reason, 2-1 in the game. Um, I can't remember the time timing. Sunderland's had plenty of time to get back into the game. Lyndon Gooch is not a player that's capable of a 35-yard volley for a start, so I don't know why he's trying that. But then, second of all, he chases the ball as opposed to running with his man, which is obviously Maguire. If Gooch stays with Maguire there, it, there's not a chance Maguire gets past him.
2: Yeah, and if I, I'm not actually sure if, if Gooch was booked or not, um, let me just check. No, he wasn't. So, I, I again, it's that's a little bit of, of stupidity on his that because why is he not just taking him down there? Yeah. Because I think it's
0: a very half-assed attempt to pull him back, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: I think Denver Hume is there literally just jumping him, you know. we've... I think I remember Zeb Larson once literally rode on someone's back yeah. all the way through the middle of the park, and that's that's quite a that's quite a basic thing there to take those fouls. We've seen you know Luke O'Ninder, it was in Winchester do it, you know, and it's oh it's again it's just stupid mistakes, and we get punished. They make the mistakes, and we don't really seem to you know to punish them. We we really do have to work for our goals, and they're always well crafted, and you know you could say that you know, their goals are our mistakes, you know, giving away a a stupid penalty. Lyndon Gooch was the third one. And then the the first one is one of those stupid fouls that, you know, it might be a foul, but then we're just not switched on at all. And it's like, come on, you know, all the goals that we score are just, like like I say, we really do have to work from. And they are some like cracking goals, you know, but any other team just seems to get, yeah, here you go, it is a gift. And if you give teams, you know, you've only got to give Maguire the, the opportunities um and you know we've we've seen that he will take him and he's he was bang up for it and you know if I was Lee Johnson I probably would have knocked him out in the game but you know it's it's just it's just basic basic mistakes and you know I think we are missing Bailey right. I think he's a massive miss back there. Mm.
1: I said um, that at the weekend, yeah, I agree. Um I'm not
2: I, I don't want to criticize the goalkeeper, but I just think we're a little bit more assured, maybe with Hoffman or Burge in there, and that's I don't want to criticize Pats in any way because you know he's you know He's fairly young, and you know I don't think he could do too much. Maybe he could be a bit more of a. I said it the other day, you know, a bit more of a bastard and sort of coming out and just being really bullish, um, you know, and, and especially in set pieces. If you're going to get bullied, you need to, you know, sort of bully back almost. Um, but you know, hopefully this this week we see, you know, those those negative tests, um, you know, sort of return, and we we start getting some, uh, some, you know, of of the, the squad players that we actually. You know, we're doing well for us before the the outbreak.
0: Yeah. And obviously Sunderland did not deserve anything out of the game on Tuesday, Michael. But mm-hmm. a man scored three goals, Chris Maguire. Nine minutes in, foul on Winchester. There is not a doubt in my mind that is a red card challenge.
1: Well, if you compare well, I don't I know they're not exactly the same challenge, but if you want to look at it. Remember Ed Milton's challenge away? Ed Milton, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. Um, that one was Stonewaller, instantly happened, straight away, red card. Now, did, did, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did we overly appeal for Maguire to get sent off, or did we just kind of...
0: There was a lot of players, think, I've watched it part a few times, there was a lot of players kind of like put their arm up and look towards the referee for that one.
1: Well, okay, but I mean... And I think
0: way, I think Maguire said after the game as well, Johnson was, was calling for him to be sent off.
1: Which which was fair enough because he goes right into was it Winchester that he put the tackle on? Yeah, yeah. Well, then there you go. I mean that, that I mean everyone's seen the still image on Twitter. That, that that could have been a leg breaker. It could have been yeah. something very very serious. So how on earth that he, how he is not sent off? Well, I do know actually the re- the League one the one referees are fucking awful. That's yeah. why. Um, but either way, I mean, and like you said, we didn't deserve anything out of the game. But just because we didn't deserve anything out of the game doesn't mean we don't have a valid case to say that he should have been sent off because we do. Yeah. It was it was a shocking challenge. Um, you know, I've got no beef with Maguire, but again, he was lucky to be on the pitch, and I think even he would admit that himself. Watching it back, or any any objective Lincoln fan would look at that and say that should have been a red, and that hmm. can, that changes the outcome of the game completely. Because then they're down to they're down to ten men. Chances are they're going to spend the rest of the game camped inside their own box, and they're not going to get out very much. Um, but it's it, it's just frustrating. It is frustrating. Oh, just just talk yeah. For us. <laughs>
0: yeah, but obviously with that challenge as well, John. When Winchester's played, like when Winchester passes the ball, Maguire's not even gone into the challenge yet. And, you know, his left foot high, it's like shin high, studs are showing. The more you look at it, and I've watched it back multiple times, I've shown it at different people who aren't Sunland fans, and they'd be like, what on earth? How is that not a red card?
2: Yeah, you, well, I think we've already mentioned it, you know, the linesman's right down there, the fourth official's there. The, the referee, in fairness, should have a, a fairly clear view on it. Um, anything I can think of that, you know, Winchester just doesn't make as much of a meal of it. You know, you need to let out a bit of a scream. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's got to go back to incompetent refereeing. And it's, unfortunately, that's just one of those things we've got to accept. You know, the the ball's there. I think the ball is there to be won. Um, don't get me wrong, it's an it's an awful challenge. And I, I personally think Maguire would have been happy to, to have been sort of, you know, if if he goes in and gets a red card, I'm not sure he'd really care. He'd sort of, you know, t- tell everyone sort of to piss off and and go down the tunnel and sort of, you know, well, yeah. I'm not really that bothered. So, I don't think he's, you know, because after that you could see him sort of like pulling out and a few few other players went in on him. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's it's a straight red. But you know, I'm I'm not excusing that in any way of the
0: no no uh,
2: you know of our performance. Don't get me wrong, he scored three goals and he shouldn't have been on the pitch, but. For us, you know, it was. I think we should more look at ourselves than than anyone else. But it's as yeah. you said,
1: though, John, it's the fact that Lincoln didn't have to work for the goals they scored. It was literally first one switched off from a free kick. I'd be, I'd be. I know some people have said that Patterson should have saved it, but for me, you should. I'd be asking why on earth are we not switched on from a free kick like that? Second one penalty, third one counter attack. It's just literally gifted. So yeah, it's whatever happened with the referee. I agree with you. It's, Lincoln just Lincoln for me were poor. I didn't think they were particularly good. But make no mistake, like I said, it doesn't mean they shouldn't have been down to 10 men, though, no, because they should have been.
0: Yeah. And obviously, again, it's not an excuse, but that's not the first time Maguire could have been sent off in the game. Also, he got a yellow card for that challenge. And if you remember back to the Oxford game, when Power scored against Carl Robinson's side, he went and did the exact same thing that Maguire did in the celebration and got booked for it. There's been away games this season where our players have deliberately celebrated in front of the away crowd, or the home crowd in that instance, um, bombed them up and got a yellow card for it. Maguire did the exact same thing in front of Lee Johnson, didn't get a card, did the exact same thing in front of the crowd for the third goal, didn't get a card, probably got away with a couple of other challenges as well in the game, so uh, the fact that he came away and played the entire game without getting a card is quite incredible and just goes to show you know, how inconsistent, again, the refereeing is, but just again on the first goal, John, it's just schoolboy stuff that you know I've said multiple times, especially this season, just you know, experienced players like Lyndon Gooch, I think, was, you know, the main one. We've said it so many times. He gets too caught up in his own game trying to argue with the referee over, you know, a non-story really. I can't really remember what the foul was. Um, but just get on with the game. The only thing I would say about the goal is the referees allowed a short free kick, a quick free kick, um, and then stopped us from doing it, you know, in the second half.
2: Exactly. It goes back to to consistency, and unfortunately, you know, me, it drives me insane. You know, I think the amount of time he took in the second half to to pull the play back to book their player, I'm sure it took about a minute. And you know, we're we're really trying to push, but for for their one, you know, I've I've I even got a problem with Gucci having to go to referee. But and I'd even tell my under nine boys this team, this thing is if if you get a free kick given against you, one of you one of you stand in front of the ball, yeah. stand on the ball not really you know stop that thing. but they don't they're you know it's it's just not good enough not good enough at all and just i think there's you know, three or four of them simple.
0: as well just kind of looking away from the ball
2: yeah and you take four of them you know you take four of them out of the game with the one pass and i don't i think Patson's probably a little bit unlucky because i think it comes through a crowd of players but you yeah. you can't be letting chris mcguire have a free shot in the box we know that he's he has got that quality you know it doesn't really bring anything else to the game but it's his quality, you know, in uh, finishing is, is decent. You, could, you can't give him that. And again, like Michael's, like Michael's reiterating um, earlier, we can't just keep giving stupid goals away. You know, we're, we're handing teeth because we're making it so hard for ourselves. Whereas you keep it nil-nil, you know, sort of, all right, 60, 70 minutes. It would have been frustrating. But I still think, you know, we could have nullified... The threat that Maguire has, and it just been another like off day for him, or whatever you want to call it. And I think in the end we would find somewhere, you know, somewhat like Winchester would come up with mm. something or an Embleton drive. But it's, it's it almost seems a bit, you know, sort of one step too far. So you could pick out a few performances. I don't think you know Dan Neal was very good. I thought Cirkin looked like he was running through Treacle most of the game. Mm. Um, but then you, but then you bring on you bring on Denver Hume because your your options are lacking and. Crikey, he looked like a nine-year-old boy running down there. Didn't, <laughs> didn't go near his man, couldn't control it, didn't want to Didn't want to do anything. I think there was a time he could have had a shot and he was almost too scared to shoot.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? It's, the, the options at the moment are... I, obviously, I know we're, we're Fred Bear at the moment, but, you know, we... Again, we'll go back to it, but just the whole night for me was just abysmal you know and everyone's seen the pictures how nice did the pitch look when the social media team took a picture of it first and then you then you see the sprinklers come on and it's yeah. it's almost waterlogged. It's like, what are we doing here?
0: yeah
2: I'm not quite sure it needs to be waterlogged and and then you then you look at um, you know you go to Wickham and and everyone talks about you know the shit brand of football they play how nice was their pitch mm. you know what I mean so so what are we doing you know we're playing beautiful football we've got like a Wickham surface you've got Wickham playing their type of football and they've, you know, they're they're playing on like a carpet almost. I'm not, again, I'm not, you know, the the pitch is, you know, just another, like I said, a bit of a percentage of the performance to go to it. But come on, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, if if we we're supposed to, we're supposed
1: to have. Supposed to have, we'll sent, have on Saturday.
0: Yeah. It have if you think like,
1: that pitch was, if you think that pitch was bad, look what Akron's will probably be like.
0: Yeah, I remember far too well that game that got called off, and I had a twenty-minute walk back to my car for that game as well.
1: Yeah,
2: but going going away, going away though, to you know, to okay, Aquinth and Stanley, yeah, they're not the most the most well funded club, that's fine. We're supposedly, you know, to have spent half a million pounds on on either equipment or the pitch or something, and it's it's absolutely awful. We're only halfway through the season, so it's not it's not gonna get any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for the brand of football we're playing, again, it's you know, it's not every other team has to play on it, but it's probably easier for other teams coming who are just gonna sit in and and, uh, you know, just be hard to beat, which is which is fine. That's their way of playing. But we want to play. So why do we not have, you know, why are we not saying, look, we need better, you know, facilities yeah. and better pit, better, the better pitch. You know, you can't, we can't have it looking like that. And, you know, it's, it looks like it's tearing up at, at any little given moment. But again, that's just another rant from me. <laughs>
0: We're just going back to what John said a little bit. You mentioned the word, Michael. When Denver Hume came on, He looked scared. Which is a good point, because I think that wasn't just him. I think it was the whole team on Tuesday. It looked nervous, and they certainly didn't want to take any risks. I mean, I haven't looked, but if I was to put money on it, I would say the three players with the most touches on the pitch would have been Doyle, Flanagan, and Patterson. Because there were so many times where Patterson would pass it to Flanagan, pass it to Doyle, but a Flanagan, batter a Patterson, boot it up the pitch and lose it. And there was times where, you know, Flanagan was calling for teammates to drop further back and, you know, give an option which granted there was times where you know Daniel or whoever it was you know, in front of him didn't really give him an option, but Flanagan at times had 20, 25, maybe even 30 yards of space to drive into, get us up the pitch, and still resorted passing it backwards.
1: Well, it's about taking responsibility, isn't it? So, I mean, when you look at the amount of times that we had the option to go forwards and we kept passing backwards, and we kept on keeping it very slow, lethargic, everything, and it just, it made it far too easy for Lincoln to sit off, and they can effectively just go, well, is like why they, I think um, whether they were drawing nil-nil, which for them they probably would have took, or obviously they're winning them for the rest of the game. Oh, that's fine. You just keep the ball and just play in front of us, and we can just sit off and just make it difficult. And it's like what John, and I know to kind of go back to a point John made, when it, we keep saying about giving goals away, this is one of the reasons that I always stress the importance of keeping clean sheets. And I always yeah. stress the importance of not giving goals away, because we've seen it far too many times in League One, we start okay, give a team something to hang on to, and then we find it incredibly frustrating when they sit back and we can't break them down. Well, if you don't give them something to hang on to, then they can't sit back. They can't sit back and say, "Oh, that's fine. We're happy with what we've got." So, you know, we need—that's something we seriously need to address. And I've said before, Bailey Wright is a huge miss for this team. It's a—is co- it a coincidence that he comes out of the team? Granted, I don't know what the injury, what the extent of his injury is, but he comes out before Wickham, and we've conceded five goals from open play in the last two games. That can't be a coincidence for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, back to Tuesday, nobody took responsibility. I think everyone was just scared to try and pass to each other. The movement was absolutely shocking. Every time we did make a pass, the pass was either sloppy or the first touch from the receiving player was sloppy. It was just calamitous all around. And again, if we want to have any chance of getting in the top two, because I'm not going to throw the towel in, but we need to start taking responsibility. And to to be fair, we were doing that in the games prior. So, I I say I'm just hoping that it's one night when nothing came off for us, but we can't have a repeat of that again.
0: Yeah. Um, the second goal, John, again, just a, a stupid mistake at the back um, from a player that, like I say, would have played regardless of the COVID situation. Played just about every game this season, I think, um, if not all of them. Tom Flanagan, simple ball through the middle. And I, I don't actually know how he's missed the ball with the Clemens. He goes to clear it. He could probably take a touch or pass about back Patterson or just boot it. He just does nothing. The ball goes straight through. Winchester goes through the back and Maguire takes him down. Like I said, he, he you could probably argue it a little bit, whether it's a red card. But at the end of the day, he didn't really go for the ball. Was it a foul? Probably. So, you know, by the law of the game, it's probably a red card. But again, just such an avoidable goal. And how many times have we said that this season?
2: Yeah, it is, and for for me, you know, for all, all the good he's done most of the season, I think Flanagan's been really, really poor in the last two games. You know, sort of letting the ball bounce and and just getting out muscled. You know, at Wickham, he he sort of scared the life out of me. You know, getting getting turned, just letting the ball, just letting the ball bounce, and you know, teams have got big, big absolute brutes up top, and they're they're just going to nudge him out of the way and sort of go on through. And it, like you say, if you do make those mistakes, you know, Carl Winchester then has to you know, sort of almost intervene and it's, yeah, right, it's, you know, it just summed up the whole performance, you know, that type of thing. And Winchester, uh, I think it was a little bit, as we said earlier, a little bit unlucky to get the red card, but that's come from from Flanagan, just not like sort of sorting his feet out and just just winning the ball and playing it. Yeah. Um So, yeah, like like Michael said, it's, it's just giving away stupid goals and, you know, Maguire's going to score a penalty all day long, isn't he?
0: Yeah, it's a good penalty as well, to be fair. But we got back into the game, Michael, with a rebound to a penalty. Initially, I don't (laughs) think there's any real questions about the penalty. You know, O'Brien does quite well on the wing to get the ball in the middle. Pritchard, you know, kind of takes a little touch. Defender brings him down. For me, it's definitely a penalty. There's a few Lincoln fans' argument against it saying he got the ball. I don't think he did. And at that time, you know, even though we were down to 10 men, you know, from the crowd, the atmosphere, it's it seemed like something could have potentially got something out of the game, whether they deserved it or not.
1: Agreed. Um, And I said this to me, mates in the the standard stand. sorry, after we did score the penalty, but I I wouldn't fancy, I wouldn't bet against us getting a draw here because even when Lincoln had a man advantage, when they really should have pressed it, pressed the initiative and kicked on, they didn't do it. it. And this goes back to my point. Lincoln sat back pretty much most of the game and they themselves, I didn't think looked that good. And that's not me trying to be sour because they yeah. got the three points, and that's a great result for them, I'm sure. But
0: They didn't, they, didn't have to play for the three points.
1: But yeah, that, that's the point I'm making. They,
0: it's, I, it's I, I, always go, to... I always use this phrase when, well, it seems to be a lot of the time when someone get beat, Lincoln did not beat us, we beat ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's as, as accurate as you could make. Um, well, I don't know what it is. I just think that that's what makes it more frustrating for me, that if Lincoln had played us genuinely off the park, then I could maybe say it, but they didn't. It was literally just us pressing the self-destruct button. But when when it was 2 1, I did honestly think right before we conceded the third that we were the ones forcing the initiative with 10 men. So I thought, actually, I wouldn't bet against us getting a draw here. But uh, obviously, Lyndon Gooch, as you alluded to earlier, decides to try a, a world class volley and then basically gets an assist. Might as well get an assist for Lincoln getting their third. So it was game over.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's crazy, John, that, you know, after a game like that, people go back to, oh, well, Johnson's not going to get us promoted, this, that, and the other. But. What on earth can Johnson do if an experienced or so-called experienced player like Gooch decides to do that?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, that. Um, you know, I think it's I think it might just come down to, to concentration uh, a little bit. You know, you imagine if... imagine I, th- I think the players were sort of blowing out their asses a little bit. And you imagine if we'd have played the Fleetwood game. I think yeah. we'd probably be be even worse. It's almost like we it was just one one step too far. Obviously they, you know, we we did well um against against Wickham. Um and that probably took a lot out of us. Um and then I think this is just I mean it, it did all sum it up for me with with Cirkin. I think the um Danny and Frankie touched it just sort of when he was just sort of walking down the line with the ball on sort of like yeah. the 60th minute and it the, was like
0: there was there was one point as well where I, I, and I don't know what, exactly what happened. You know, it was balling in the box. It got, you know, blocked. And the ball was rolling out for a throw-in. And Sergan could have easily kept that ball in and put the ball back in the box. And he just didn't. He just, you know, walked over, accepted the ball was going out of play. And that was just kind of the story the whole night.
2: Yeah, it was. And, you know, like, like we said, I think I've Michael touched it. You know, the amount of passes that we've seen from Doyle and Flanagan just back to Patterson. And and to, to be fair, Doyle and Flanagan were you did see them often sort of with their arms out bollocking sort of why Neil and Winchester aren't, aren't dropping in for the ball. Um, and I think we, we maybe miss Corey Evans that in a little bit who can, who can drop in. So I thought, you know, those, just those types of things in the games, we just didn't, we didn't do well. I don't think Elliot Emberton probably dropped in enough, um, you know, and we we go through, go through tactics all day, but we we just played in front of Lincoln. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't many times where you saw us pinging the ball about at the back, and you saw a yellow shirt in in our half. They were all in their yeah. one, and we just didn't we didn't have the oh I want to say the balls to to go and play, which which we should have. I just thought it was I thought it was just an effort too far. Um, and you know, with if players make mistakes, what I, you know, the only thing that that Johnson can can maybe do is you know look those players if they are you know if say for instance say Tom Flanagan is putting in you know a mistake here and there and it's a little bit of consistency then then you've got to think well he's he's not good enough for us we need that consistency to get us over the line and you know and that's a a bit of a frustrating thing at the moment that we're not a little bit more proactive in the market especially given our you know because we are in the market and we probably pressed a little bit more now because of the covid situation I think we do need sort of a bit of a I want to say like a bastard centre-back you know just a league one guy who can who could just do, you know, the dirty work, keep us going, keep us, you know, keep the tempo going. And we don't necessarily need a ball playing one because we've got Doyle there, you know, give the ball to him. And he's, like you said earlier, he's good at coming out with the ball. Um, But there's, you know, there's a lot of, what's the word? There's a lot of sort of lull in our performance now. And it's, I, I don't think we should, don't get me wrong, I was as pissed off as anyone Tuesday, but I don't think we should all, we know there's going to be an automatic knee-jerk reaction of streaky Lee and yeah. and all those types of things, but I think it's important to you know for Akron. I don't even care about the performance on Saturday. Just get three points, and then we can build And it. I think now we've got we don't have any midweek games now until I think in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know we, we do need some serious work on the training ground. We need some reinforcement and some good level. You know, well, I don't see the point in in signing Trey Hume if you're then going to put all the youngsters on the bench and not include him, why, why It's not? an
0: interesting one as well that he didn't play yesterday because obviously, you know, I, I get the point. He's not played in England before, it's a different league, different physicality, different tempo and everything. But he's a player that's banging form when he was playing for Linfield. If you bring him in and, you know, let him not play for a few weeks, then that just kind of destroys any momentum that he might have.
2: Yeah, because why Why would he not, you know, after we, after we go down 3-1, why can he not have the last 15 minutes to sort of bed him in? The game's gone just play it out, you know, and, and get him in there. Then you can think about maybe ready for the weekend. You know, we, it's amazing when it's going well and we've got Lyndon Gooch at the back, but when it's not going well, it's, it's terrible. You know, I've, I really do think at the back we're missing Bailey Wright. I think Flanagan looks really vulnerable when, when Bailey Wright's not there. Um, I, I, I think Johnson, obviously I, I don't think he'd, he would do this, but, you know, if, if we can't play through the lines against Lincoln and we've got Aidan O'Brien on the bench, why don't we not then go two up front and just yeah. absolutely bombard them? And anything that drops out, you've got Embleton, Neil, Winchester, Pritchard. You've got all those players in and around, you know, and including either Stewart or O'Brien, depending on who wins the ball, and just bombard them. You know, you've got to be able to be adaptable in, in types of situations. Just because they sat back doesn't mean we can't go and beat them. You know, there's yeah. plenty, you know, Morecambe sort of sat back and we murdered them. Sheffield Wednesday went toe to toe, we murdered them. You know, I know we're not gonna murder teams, but you know, there's there's gotta be a little bit of flexibility and you know, we it was just sort of death by passing, you know, yeah. and it's that's that's all well and good, but we're three one down now, so it's a waste of time.
1: Yes. First point now, just to add on to the Trey Hume um argument, I kind of get not playing him at Wickham to a degree because I think Wickham is one of those games that's just a bastard fixture. and I don't necessarily think that would have been the best. I can. I wouldn't have been against playing him, but I could understand the reason maybe for that game. I can't hmm. for the life of me understand why you don't play him against Lincoln personally. I think he's got momentum, as you said. He's been playing quite regularly. He's obviously got, he's obviously what a tall bastard. He's like six foot or something. Hmm. And, been, and there's been a lot of rave about him. He's, it's the first game, it's at home. I, I, just, I could get it at Lincoln to, a, at Wickham, sorry, to a degree, but I couldn't get it with them, Lincoln, unless he's picked up an injury or an illness or COVID or whatever.
0: Yeah. Just before we move on to the player ratings, John, like I say, there's no excuse for Sunderland, especially on Tuesday night, not getting anything out of the game because, quite frankly, they didn't deserve it. But, again, just on refereeing, you know, there's a big decision in the Wickham game went against us, the offside and the foul for their second goal. I think that Joe Jacobson, who obviously got the equalising goal and cleared off the line for Stewart's um, what would have been goal, should have been sent off as well, if I remember correctly. I can't exactly remember what it was for, um, but I've seen a few people say that on Twitter as well. And then obviously the red card on Maguire, who then went on to score a hat pick. And like I say, it's not an excuse because son still have to play better in these games and, and kind of adapt. And, you know, we know the referees are poor in this league and they always will be. But it's two big decisions that have ultimately cost us six points as well, regardless how you want to look at it.
2: Yeah, but I think I think that's just sort of moments that can go with and and go without. You know, I don't know if you saw the Tottenham Chelsea game last night, and it's you know the decisions. Just it's it can swing a game in sort of any way, and it's it's just one of those things you you have to deal with. You know, we're we're down in in League One, and we've got League One officials. We've seen the best of it, we've seen the absolute worst of it, and it's more the worst. But it's just you know it's probably one a of bit those too things. much
0: praise calling them League One officials, to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's, it is. I think it is just one of those things we've we've got to accept. Um, again, I w- I'll make no, you know, qualms about the performance. It was dreadful, but you know, we didn't get any help from the referees. And you know, do we normally? No, we don't. You know, it's the the frustrating thing is when you get something given against you, and then you think, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I don't know if it was in was it in that game, and uh, we. Was it Winchester? I think someone pulled, someone pulled, oh, was it Gooch, pulled his shirt and then the referee said, no, no free kick. Winchester then pulls yeah. the shirt of the player it and written, it's free it? kick. And yeah. it was right, it was right by the lines and it was like, what what are we doing? Yeah, You can clearly see, you know, but it's, again, it's in always frustrating things. We've got to, we've, we've got to, you know, we've got to expect that. We've got to be able to manage it and we've got to be able to, you know, make sure that we, we take care of ourselves and not worry about any,
0: third
2: party
0: shite, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, play ratings the best part. Probably not today, though. Um, Michael Patterson, start with you. Um, Michael, we'll start with Patterson. Didn't you call you Michael Patterson there? Eh? Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go with five for Patterson yesterday. Obviously, you could ar- I'd say yesterday, Tuesday. Um you could argue he could do a little bit better with the first goal, but you know, it, it, it's a very well-hit shot from Maguire. It's probably unsighted a little bit. Yeah, it's one of them that I always say I wouldn't say it's a mistake. Um, but you could argue we could do better. A few times where his cross is coming into the box, and he's a young keeper. He hasn't really played too many times for Sunderland. Obviously, he's out on loan at and probably will be going back there in the next week or two. So you can kind of, you know, excuse that a little bit. Obviously, Hoffman was the same when he first signed, but I, I'd probably goal of five.
1: Yeah, I think I was debating between a four or five. I mean, obviously, if I had to pick any balls, it could have been that he might have been able to save the first goal. But I don't mainly. But I'm tired of everything being about the goalkeepers. For me, you've got to look more at why the defense switched off for the free kick in the first place, because otherwise, Maguire doesn't have that shot. Yeah. So, but yeah, otherwise, I did. I think he was. I didn't think he was given any help. A penalty, it's a, it's a game of luck whether he saves that or not. And the third mm-hmm. goal he was given no help in, with the guys in front of him. So yeah, I'd probably, I'd say a five. But we all know that he's playing because. Virgin Hoffman have got COVID, so or had COVID. Hopefully, they recovered.
0: Yeah, John. Yeah, I'll go for
1: five. Uh, maybe you'd, you know, at, at the near
2: post on the first one, you'd maybe expect him to, to get something on it. Um, but we, I just don't think we can be, we can be too critical of him.
0: Yeah. Um but you, John, for Winchester, I think that is probably the worst game I've seen him play for us. Um, you know, he, he looked nervous on the ball. A few times that he took a touch and just kind of got caught underneath his feet and ultimately lost the ball. I just don't think he really got a grip of the game. Um, you know, for the majority of the time he was on the pitch. Obviously, he got the red card, which I wouldn't really blame him too much for. There's not awfully much he can do about it. You know, it, it's a mistake from Flanagan, which you know causes Winchester to react in, the, in a split second, and that's the decision he's made. Obviously, gets the red card, gives away a penalty, and probably. Kills the game off for Sunderland, um, so I'd probably go with five.
2: Yeah, same. ago go with five. Um, I think because it was so crowded in the middle, you know, we we didn't really see the best of him. He likes a bit of space to play into. Um, I didn't really see him dropping off and getting the ball too much, which was frustrating. Yeah. And then obviously adding to, you know, the the red card, which again I thought was harsh, but now obviously we lose him for you know we we could do without losing players. For stupid yeah. reasons, um, so obviously we lose losing for Saturday. But yeah, I'll go. I'll
1: go five.
0: Yeah, Michael.
1: Yeah, five as well. You two pretty much said it all between you. They just like everybody. Like we used to seeing him play more in midfield. Like actually being able to play the game, and we just didn't. We didn't have anything going whatsoever. So, you know, thankfully, th- thankfully the red card's only a one-game suspension. I think as opposed to a three. That's the best I can say.
0: Yeah. Um, Flanagan, Michael. I'll probably go with a. I'd probably go as low as three, possibly a a four at a push. You know, he, like I say, just refused to go forward with the ball. Pretty much every time he got it, um, and that could have helped us out a lot. You know, he had so much space to drive, into there so many times in the game, but instead, just instead of getting us on the front foot, put us on the back foot and started passing backwards, and just didn't really get us going. Obviously, missed the cleavens for the second goal. Which obviously led to the penalty. A couple of other times, he could have done better defensively. So I'd, I'd be split between a three and a four.
1: I think I'm going to be harsh and say a three. I think that I, is, but Flanagan, to be fair to him, earlier on in the season he was very, very good. Yeah. But this is the t- this is the reason. Games like this and Wickham are the reason that I rate Bailey Wright ahead of Flanagan because I think Bailey Wright's more composed in defence. He's got more of a leadership about him. And I think yeah. Tom Flanagan. I think John said it, and I completely agree. I think without Bailey Wright, Tom Flanagan looks a bit exposed. Um, just didn't didn't help himself at all. I might give him the Wickham game to a degree, given what he had to come up against, but but um Tuesday, no excuses, three.
0: Yeah, John.
2: uh I'll probably go over four. uh I think four was enough. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't good enough uh, whatsoever. and the, the thing that annoyed me is he he seemed to be because he was a captain, he seemed to be shouting the same thing all game about not having the options in the middle. Yeah. you know, to pass to, and it just never changed. So I wonder what what sort of leadership, leadershipy, you know, ability, not ability, but, you know, does he really have that, um, you know, commanding mm. sort of, you know, presence in there to, because, you know, after 20 minutes, and if you're barking orders, you're the captain, I'd expect uh, some sort of reaction or a change, you know, for that type of thing. But I didn't, I didn't see that at all. And, you know, we're saying that he, he looks a bit exposed without, Without Bailey White, right? and he he definitely has looked exposed the last two games.
0: Yeah. Um. Back to you again, Doyle. John probably goal of six for Doyle. Um. Unlike Flanagan, tried to get us forward multiple times. He went on, you know, a good run forward through the midfield and got us on the front foot. Which you know, Lincoln made no attempt to close us down. There were so many times Flanagan could have done the same thing, and you know, who knows, outcome could have been very different from this game if he did. Um. You know, if you get the ball forward to the likes of Pritchard, who we'll get on to, obviously didn't have his best game, um, played with an injury as well. But I thought Doyle was possibly the best of a bad bunch yesterday. Um, not necessarily a great game, but like I say, no one had a good game on Tuesday. So possibly a six.
2: Yeah, I'll go for six. Um, you know, I thought he was, like I say, one of the better ones, bringing the ball out, um, you know, a lot better than anybody. Um and you could see him demanding the midfield just as much as, as Fanagan, you know, Callum Dorr was any only, only sort of 18. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was he was right well for me. Yeah, the best of the best of a bad bunch back there, shall we say.
0: And I think I'll just add one more thing there, just to add in the referee and obviously went went our way this time, but how he wasn't sent off for a tackle either, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a,
2: stra- it's a strange one, that isn't it?
0: <laughs> That's a straight red for me as well, but Luckily, that one went for us. But again, just an example of poor refereeing. But Michael?
1: Yeah, I'd go with six as well. I was going to go with a five. But actually, because he was involved in a scuffle that was entertaining for me for two seconds and made me laugh, I'll go with a six. Yeah. But, but but you're right. That I said it at the time, as soon as he lunged in, I thought that's a red, straight red all day. So it just it's yet another example of the awful referees. But you, John, I think I reiterate everything John said. He at least was trying to get us forward. And you could tell that he was he was getting especially frustrated with the lack of options. So but you know,
0: six, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um Dennis Sirk and Michael, again, just just never really in the game. Um didn't really look bothered at times. Like I said a few times you could have kept the ball in play or, you know, got the ball before the Lincoln player and just didn't. Um and again, that could be down to multiple different reasons. I don't really know why, but I'd, I'd probably go with a four for Serkin on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I think I'd agree. And one of the things that Sirkin has usually been very, very good at is defensively. And I just didn't think that he looked at it at all. I think he just looked headless chicken at the worst of times. And again, yeah. I think he, especially defensively, he was the one that epitomised how I thought he looked pretty good at Wickham. And then he goes from that to an absolute shit show on Tuesday night so yeah yeah, I mean I don't know if I attribute it to him coming back from injury maybe but um, God knows but yeah he didn't do it to cover himself in glory so yeah probably his worst performance that I've seen
0: yeah John
2: yeah I'll go for four Um, I thought he was absolutely atrocious at both ends of the pitch um, you know we don't really seem to use his his crossing ability um, a lot which is, is normally an absolute asset and he's for for a left back he's really, really good in the air, but you know, we we touched on it earlier, just the second half just summed up for me when he just sort of walked through the pitch with the ball and I was thinking what what is going on there? And yeah. you know, they were saying oh he's, he's only just come back from injury, don't play him then. You know, yeah. if if Trey Hume you know, Trey Hume's not allowed to play or, you know, even get Denver Hume on there as much as I can't stand his performance in that game either statement. Or, or or recently. But at least at least he's gonna run and just, you know, maybe give half a go. You know, it was it was yeah, that really, really did frustrate me there.
1: Well, yeah. or oh, you're not gonna have Gucci at left back. If you're insistent on playing Gucci at fullback, put him left back and try him right back.
0: Yeah. it's an option. Um Daniel, John, again, back to you. Definitely not the best game. Um, but again, you know, uh, a lot of these players just don't have the options around them or the support around them for them to play their role as effective as they can do. You know, players like Dan Neal kind of do rely on the movement of others around them for them to be able to play their game. You, you know what he's capable of passing-wise, movement-wise. Just had nothing of that on Tuesday. So I'd, I'd probably say five.
2: I'd probably even go one low and that. I'd probably go over four. And it's, like I said, the movement in front of him is, wasn't the greatest, but I'd still expect him with his ability to be able to pick out you know, even just a simple pass and, you know, just keep us... Uh, at times, I think he needs to keep us ticking over almost, you know, him on the ball and he can draw players in and, and sort of find that little outlet and get us out and he didn't he didn't do any of that for me. He didn't really cover, you know, for the centre-backs and, and going forward again another sort of non-event, but um, I don't want to... I don't want to... Uh, what's the word? I don't want to criticise him too. I, yeah, I don't want
1: to hear hammering because... I absolutely love the kid saying, but I'm going to go for four.
0: Yeah, and Michael,
1: I'd say a five. I think that again, I think out of all the midfielders, I think he was the one who was trying to get things going in the middle, and I could see that he was trying to keep the ball in at the centre circle, or whether it's just halfway across the pitch. And it was again, there was just no options around him. So yeah, I would say a five, but I'm not going to pretend that he covered himself in glory either because nobody
0: did. Yeah, and again, Michael Embleton. First touch wasn't great for large parts of the game. Um, you know, one thing that button's usually good at is being on the same wavelength as everyone else on the pitch. You know, we, we've seen him so many times play little one-twos and get a shot or a cross-off. Didn't really see any of that. Um, on Tuesday, had one shot saved, and I think that was the only real attempt he had in the game, whether that be a cross or a shot. I think that was the only one he had. Um, had that went in, like I said, could have been a different game as well, but it didn't. So, you know, probably goaler. Four slash five.
1: I'd say a four. I think he was of the attacking players. I would argue that he was one of the worst ones on the pitch because, again, every time that the ball came to him, his touch was terrible. His movement on and off the ball was poor. He just couldn't get anything going whatsoever. And we've seen it from Embleton a couple of times. I think there's been a couple of times they've had to be really picky of Embleton. Sometimes I've found him either drifting in and out of games a little bit too much for my liking. Maybe yeah. I take into account this is his first full I don't know if it's his first full season of senior football. It certainly is at Sunland, but I don't know whether it is across his career. So but yeah, not nah, now came off for him. I'm struggling to even talk about it to be honest for.
0: Yeah. John. Yeah, I'll go for four.
2: I thought it was it was quite anonymous to be fair. Again, he's another one because he's so good on the ball and draw players in. I'd like to see him maybe sort of drop deeper and again keep just keep the ball circulating, uh, which you know we, we seem to be totally lacking. Um, in throughout the games so that that uh, frustrated me and he, he just needs to find some real you know last I'd say what he's had three three or four good games now since he came in and then obviously the whole team's had a, had a turgy one so let's see what sort of response he can give us on Saturday
0: yeah um, Diamond started obviously been out on loan all season and again he's a player that will almost certainly go back out on loan um, after these players that are that had COVID are recovering and um, Back to Harrogate. I think he was probably the brightest player in this first half, especially. You know, he tried things, tried to get us forward, very direct with the ball. He still looks a very raw player. You know, there's times where he just overruns the ball. It was four or five times, especially in the second half, where he's just, just looks to have no control over the ball at all, to be honest. A couple of decent crosses he put into the box that no one really got to the end of. I'd probably go with a five or a six, John.
2: Uh I'll probably i actually bump him up to a six. Um like I say first half. I thought he was one of the ones who was, you know, he's a bit like a, a puppy of the really, really keen to do well. And to be fair, he did get he did get in a few times, you know, final ball was maybe just just lacking, you know, in the league below it. You know, though those balls sort of maybe work out. But, you know, when you're going up a, one higher level, um, it's not too bad. But I don't I don't really think it was the game for him. I think he's more suited to you know teams that are going to attack us and there's going to be a lot of space in behind whereas lincoln just sat in there was no space and the one the one or two times he did actually create space for himself you know we, it didn't really come off in the box for him so i'll i'll give him a mm. six because he was you know like you say one of the one of the brightest players and you know did actually have a go
0: yeah michael
1: I'd go with a five. I thought he was I thought he was quite largely anonymous. I think there was a couple of times down the first half, like you both have said, when he get, got down the byline and tried to do something decent. But I felt after those couple of champs um, opportunities he created in the first half, I thought he drifted out of the game. I thought he was largely anonymous and his decision-making, I thought, was really poor. But again, I mean, again, I think this is probably his first full season of senior football as well. So maybe it's just a case that he's not ready for League One level yet.
0: Yeah. Um, Alex Pritchard, one of our best players in recent weeks. Um, possibly one of the best in the league as well. Just didn't really get into the game. And again, a lot of that comes down to the fact that we weren't getting the ball high enough to pitch for him to have the impact that he usually does. Um, but again, just on his individual performance, a little bit sloppy. You know, A yard off the pace at times didn't get the balls that he has done in previous games. Um, And obviously he was playing with an injury as well, which Johnson said after the game, which I don't know if that's a smart idea or not. But based on his performance, I'd I'd probably go with a, a five, Michael.
1: Yes, five as well. I think obviously his performance again wasn't particularly good up to the standard. I mean, we were going to have a drop off at some point with him, but his performance, I think you can excuse it to a degree because performances have been good in recent weeks. And he still had, he still technically got an assist, even though I don't think it counts it, where he won the penalty. And that was with him playing with an injury as well.
0: Yeah. John?
1: Yeah, I'd
2: probably go over six. You know, again, he's one of the ones who who really did try. Um, I think, you know, you knew there was something. Like missing a little bit, which I think Johnson touched on, you know, saying he's he's playing with an injury. Um, but you know, fair play to him for going out there. But again, it's another one though. It just didn't just didn't happen for us. And you know, we we can't have you know sort of one or two players on their game. We need sort of you know eight or nine to be absolutely firing. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give him six for trying, but not just a bit of a, a write off.
0: Yeah, and last but not least, Ross Stewart um got himself another goal, probably the least pleasing goal, he'll ever score to be honest. Um no, it wasn't a particularly great one. But again, you know, like I've said about Neil, about Pritchard, his game offensively at least, comes down to a lot of the service and support around him, which was just non existent for, you know, ninety six minutes on Tuesday. Um never really got the ball up to him and these games where he's kind of playing the role that Flanagan should be playing at the back, making interceptions, you know, just in front of our back line. He was doing that, and I think that kind of spells trouble for Sunderland when, you know, Ross Stewart's having to do the work of the midfielders and the defenders. But I'd, again, you know, like I've said every game this season, I think I'll probably say it every time he plays for us, hopefully for more years to come, um, just didn't stop working. So I'd probably say six, John.
2: Yeah, I'll go over six. Um, you know, to be fair, he did graft his arse off, but that's you know, that that's him all over. Um, he does score. You know, he's obviously still got to put it in the back of the net, even though it's a, a terrible penalty. And, you know, sort of lack of service, you know, sort of very isolated. Um, but you know, we'll we'll go over six and you know, he's he's still, you know, you'd still put money on
1: to, to sort of score a hatchet at the weekend, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Michael.
1: Six as well. I thought he personally was our best player. I think he was the one who... I noticed the amount of time um, that he had to come from the forward forward line to come deep and receive the ball because no one else was doing anything. I felt really sorry for Ross Stewart when, again, people behind him, the likes of Pritchard, the likes of Emblem, the likes of Neil Winchester should be the ones that are delivering the service to him. And as you guys have said, it says a lot when, especially um, later on as the game goes on, he's the one having to come back and make an interception and then he has to use up more energy to get up forward. Um Got a goal, obviously, wasn't great, but... You know it'll keep his personal confidence going i suppose but yeah i think he was our best player albeit yeah. to take that much
0: i don't think it would be fair to really give a man a match for this game because i don't think anyone really had a good game so we'll, we'll gently move past that one akron on saturday john like i said i was at the last game that we uh, the well one of the away games we played akron which did get rained off chris McGuire scored in that game as well um, and had a nice 20 minute walk back to the car in probably the most torrential rain i've ever seen in england on that day, um, so I was at that game. I was at the Walsingham game as and Sheffield Wednesday game. Two of the last away games I was at to. So I don't really know if this spells is Norman or not that I'm going on Saturday. Hopefully not, but it, it's a real it's chance cool, for Sunderland. <laughs> it's a real chance for Sunderland to put things right again, and you know a, another loss would just not be very good. I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah, like we said, we need we need to. You know we, we do really need to bounce back um in sort of every every sense of the word um again I'm not I'd love to see you know a slick performance of the highest order but at the end of the day as long as those three points are coming in I don't really care at the moment I think we need to just do the hard yards you know and I, th- I think the rest will will follow but you know first and foremost we we need to get that game won.
0: yeah predictions for it
2: um I'll just take a scrappy one nil That'll be nice. Pat a bit of confidence if he's still in goal. Hopefully, yeah. we get a few men, a few men back for the weekend. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll take a one 0
0: Michael,
1: two-one Sunland. I think this game, like I said at the start of the podcast, this game will be very telling whether this is the start of a bad streak or not. So I'm not. I'm, uh, that's why I was very reluctant after the game to say, "Oh, streaky Lee and all that malarkey." I'm going to wait until after Saturday to see what the reaction is. But. I think we will concede because we, that seems to be what we want to do at the minute. Um, yeah. apparently, according to Lee Johnson, this is from James Hunter, apparently that we could have three or four players back for Saturday, which will be yeah. a massive boost. And I think I heard somewhere that Diakou and Hoffman might be two of them, but I'm not in... Hun- take that with a pinch of salt. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think this game... Look, they're, they're no mugs. I no mugs. They beat Rotherham a couple of weeks ago, but at the same time, if we want to be finishing the top two, we have to be going to these places to win.
0: Yeah, hopefully so. Well, I'll I'll probably stick with John and go with a, a 1-0 win. A Ross Stewart, 97th minute penalty, I'll go with.
1: My nerves could not take that.
0: <laughs> I don't think mine could either, but as long as you get three points, like you've said. That is all that matters. And on that note, that is all the time we have for today. Probably one of the longer pods of the season. Um, granted, one of the main games with the most talking points of the season. So that is to be expected. But appreciate you both coming on once again.
1: Thanks for
0: having me on. We'll be back to talk about the Aquinton game, hopefully sometime on Sunday. Um, I'm not sure what time I'll be back. I'm staying over at Leeds for that game. Um, so probably sometime on Sunday afternoon slash night, if not on Monday, we'll be talking about it. And of course, we've got Bolton the week after, which is another game that Sunderland will need to be winning, realistically. However we do it, I don't really care, as long as we get three points. But until then, we'll see you later.